Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plugged In with Diane Warren. Today, we are welcoming two special guests, Gail Cook and Waylon Stewart of the Native Education and Training College. This podcast is produced by the team at Good Learning Anywhere, and our theme music is by bensound.com. We are your hosts, Diane Altimbalek and Warren Butler. Hi, Warren. How are you doing? I'm good, Di. How are you? How's your week going? It's going well, actually. Uh, So we're recording this on a Tuesday, so I'm still flying from how awesome my weekend was. It was great to have some nice weather, get outside, spend time with the kids. And yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to getting through this week and doing it all again this weekend. Oh, very good. Is is it uh, black fly season yet for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, our mosquitoes have actually been pretty low lately, which is great, but the black flies are definitely irritating for us. It'll be fun this weekend, though. Um, Father's Day weekend is coming up. My uh, in-laws are actually going to come into town. We're hoping that the weather holds out for us so we can have a nice barbecue with my dad over. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed, the mosquitoes don't decide they're going to make a big, huge appearance and crash our party. <laughs> It does happen from time to time. You have big Father's Day plans this weekend? You know what? I don't. Um, it was kind of funny. My my mom was actually texting me last weekend that just passed, <laughs> wishing me a happy Father's Day. So she was a week early. I, I didn't I, I didn't have the heart to tell her, but she eventually caught on. <laughs> June's just such a huge month. I don't know how it is in your area, but We've got a lot of pride events in Thunder Bay. We have a really, really cool, tight-knit um, LGBTQ2IA plus community, and uh, there's lots going on for that. It's also Indigenous History Month, so we're going to have a lot of different events and so forth coming up with that as well, uh, especially on the 21st, because that's the actual National Indigenous Peoples Day, and that's when we actually see a lot of events going on in different parts of the city. So that's all super exciting. And uh, yeah, June is a packed month for us when you start adding in Father's Day and everything. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, my birthday's in June. So we've had that Father's Day, it's Pride Month. And so yeah, there's it's a busy month. And uh, I mean, I'm in Toronto. So there's a lot of activity this month. And especially as things are opening up, there's more concerts going on. People are out downtown. They're down at the lake on the boardwalk. It's uh, yeah, it's just a good energy out there right now, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Warm weather and sunshine definitely help that. And then we've got all of these great events happening. It's awesome. It's awesome seeing people kind of get out and be normal again. Yeah, you see a lot of people more smiling. That's one thing I've taken notice of. You see a lot of people just smiling a bit more, which is nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So uh, I don't know about you, but I am really, really excited for our guest today. So we knew that we were going to be speaking with Gail Cook from NETC. That's the Native Education and Training College. And we've got a bonus guest today. Waylon Stewart is also joining us. So hello, Gail and Waylon. Hi, Diana Moore. Yeah. So Gail, we'll start with you. Tell us uh, a bit about NETC and your role there. And then we'll ask Waylon about his role as well. 
LNETC um, stands for Native Education and Training College. Um, they've actually been around for over 30 years now. They were really um, back when in 1990 when NETC first originated, they were kind of groundbreaking in offering online education. We were one of the first around. Um, so especially while everybody was scrambling through the pandemic on you know other institutions and in, in, um, you know putting their programs and their courses online, <laughs> it was same old same old for us. We've been doing it for for years, decades. That's the same with good learning anywhere. Like we're 20 years old this year and we have always been an online program. And like that same thing with us, like we saw a little bit of a shift in our clientele, but our program stayed pretty much the same. Our process stayed pretty much the same. And we're pretty proud of ourselves for actually having the strength to sort of endure it. Like it sounds like you guys did too. Yeah, it was, a, you know, I think a lot of opportunities, some, some, you know, other supports. I mean, I think the pandemic uh, affected us all in one way or another, you know, but I think we survived it pretty well because we already had that that strength and experience behind us, you know, and going forward and actually kind of given us, it kind of gave us a new vision and seeing what some, some additional challenges were out there you know, that we've been working on improving, always, you know, updating and improving. So, um, I've actually been working in primarily post-secondary education for the last 15 or so years and primarily with Indigenous communities. You know, however, you know, working with, in a lot of different aspects. Um, I joined NATC in 2019 and my current role right now here is a manager of corporate and community partnerships. And with that, my main focus is serving Indigenous peoples and communities, although we do strive for success of all students. We're open to everybody. Primarily, I create, build, and nurture community and partnership relations. And I'm always looking for prospects to help individuals get the education and training they need. Uh, I'm looking at employment opportunities and to identify, to identify, help students identify and reach their goals and their aspirations. Ideally, the, the end goal is helping the, the individual the students um, match them up with employment, um, you know, talk to them about, you know, in their communities about, you know, what opportunities can be available and what steps can you take to, to achieve success. Awesome. So it's uh, it's really interesting to think about how much your program and our program have in common with the online stuff and what a, what a good relationship that leads to because we know how our learners jive with the online stuff and everything. It's really, really nice that there is a program that runs in a similar fashion and that we can rely on that same sort of follow through and that same sort of dynamic and everything for that, you know, kind of uh, allows us to work well with you um, in a referral and partnership sort of sense. So we really, really appreciate everything that you guys have been doing with your online programming through uh, throughout the years. You know, Diana, I couldn't say that better myself because um, that is absolutely true. Um, I actually started working with uh, uh, GLA in a partnership aspect um, years ago, uh, probably back when I first started with education. So I'm really well versed with um, the wonderful things that GLA does. And when I transitioned to NETC, in my brain, it was just a natural connection, right, to continue and nurture and and it's proven well. We've worked on some partnerships together. We've worked on, you know, 
It's um, DLA is a wonderful resource for our students. Um, you know, if ever they're lacking for whatever skill sets they need, whether it be um, post-sec readiness, whether it be employment readiness, or maybe some academic upgrading, um, you know, there's so many different components and, and different wonderful offerings that GLA does that ties in nicely because every everybody's individual, everybody's got different needs, strengths, weaknesses, you know, and GLA is my first go-to, right, to help our students. <laughs> Oh, we really, really appreciate that. So I'm just going to shift over here. I'd like to um, introduce Waylon Stewart. Um, Waylon, tell us a bit about your role at NETC. Sure. Hey, Diane. Hey, Warren. Thanks for having us here today. Uh, my, my name is Waylon Stewart. I am the current campus director at NETC. So that, that entails a lot. Um, to, to sum it up, day to day, I, I oversee the operations of the college's facilities. Um, Related services, including admissions, um, student and program management, and, uh, and academic compliance as well. Uh, every day, my objective is just to assist our, our faculty, staff, and uh, provide quality infrastructure that meets the needs of our students, alumni, um, as well as our community partners and, and stakeholders. Awesome. Awesome. So this is a question for both of you or either of you. Um, what do you feel makes NETC unique? Well, I guess I'll, I'm sure I'll take that. Um, so we'll start with it. I'm sure maybe we all might have something to add to it. Um, one thing that I think sets us aside from any other institution is our academic freedom, um, unlike any other institution. Um, other institutions are typically semester-based. We are not. Um, we have... Um, with that, it, um, it relieves all the restrictions underneath the um, semester curriculums. Um, we have open, open intakes, open registrations. They don't enter individual registrations um, and applications. We have programs and courses starting every Monday. Um, so you don't have to wait for the beginning of a semester. You don't have to wait. I've often seen in the academic world um programs get offered um people sign up for them and register for them and they often end up being yanked because there hasn't been enough registrations right? that will never happen here we don't have a minimum number right we each individual as important as the next and you know so for the the weekly intakes we also have um independent learning Right, much like GLA, that means that students have the opportunity to progress, progress in their studies quicker, often graduating sooner. Uh, there is a minimum require or um, a maximum requirement of time um, that's gauged, a lot of it's gauged by the ministry um, that we're allowed to, for example, our PSW currently right now um, is 35 weeks. So a student cannot go over the 35 weeks but we've seen a lot of students graduate in three or four months if they put the effort and the time into it, right? They can they can accelerate it themselves. We're actually working on an accelerated program for the PSD, PSW to shorten that time frame as well, um, according to the ministry standards. So we also have one-on-one -on -one instructor and um, um, instructor attention to the student much like, um, in a sense, kind of the same as what GLA does, is sort of like a mentorship 
right? So they go through, they work through their courseworks uh, or their assignments online when they when they have the time, flexibility that they have, they can they can set their own study schedule, right? Whether they have a job, whether they have kids, whether they have both, whether they have you know whatever their own personal commitments are, um, they can set their study schedule around. If they want to do their studies at three o'clock in the morning, you can do your studies at three o'clock in the morning. If they can't sleep one night, you know, maybe a textbook will put you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. That's unlike uh, what a lot of other places offer as well. And then um, the instructors have typically, I would say, it's usually about 20% of the program is based on um, um, synchronous meetings and, and class content with their instructors. So it's a blend, right? Um, all of our, all everything that we have, uh, everything that student needs, including their textbooks, their student materials, their study materials, and everything is all included. Right, so they don't have to go scrambling for their, for their textbooks or anything else they might need. We send them, we ship them everything. Um, most of the textbooks now are also virtually online. And also, too, we also provide our students with a complimentary Microsoft Office um, account to help with their studies. So they really they don't need anything once with our programs or courses. That's amazing. I... I still have nightmares about my finances when I was in college and university and thinking about like, you can't just budget for the tuition and fees. You have to budget for the textbooks and you don't, you can't really do that adequately until you actually see what your reading list is because the cost of the textbooks were just all over the map. And uh, you know, you needed a word processor and so forth. And some of the open source word processors that were available, if you couldn't afford um, I'm really dating myself here, but like WordPerfect um, or Microsoft Word, which actually became the standard, those open source programs didn't necessarily have all of the features that you needed. So it's really refreshing to hear about a college where you've kind of got an all-in-one package and you don't need to worry about that extra budgeting or those financial surprises and so forth with that. So um, I've really, really got to applaud you guys for being able to work that into your program. Uh, Waylon, did you have any other uniqueness that you wanted to spotlight? I, I have a, a few points that I'd definitely like to, to drive home, Diane. Um, Gail summed it up perfectly. We, one thing we really like to um, focus on is getting students in the program when they want. So what, what really sets us apart from other institutions is our, our continuous on-demand intake. So as Gail mentioned, we, we do um, intake every Monday. So we, we've broken away from the um, traditional uh, community college semester-based system. So if, if you know what you want to do, we're, we're, we're ready for you. Um, there, there's no waiting. And our, our programs focus on the workplace skills that, that employers need. Um, they're condensed, which allows you to graduate faster, and they enable you to get to work sooner. Awesome. Our next question was actually going to be, uh, tell us a little bit about the programs that you run and who could benefit from applying to NETC. So, you know, that seems like a really, really good point to jump off of there, Waylon. Um, so, Gail, Waylon, tell us about those programs. Well, we'll probably go in the same format. I'll start off and then Whaley can, can add on it too. Um, we offer a um, wide range of uh, education and training from certificate to diploma programs, 
We offer continuing education courses, um, workshops, professional development courses and workshops. Uh, the workshops can be done. Now, pre-pandemic, we were having them monthly here on campus. Um, we're looking at doing some virtual ones, but they can also be taken independently as well, provided as independent training online. Our, as I mentioned before, um, our courses and diplomas are a, they're a blend of asynchronous and synchronous. Anyone looking to learn a new career or upskill their current knowledge uh, to keep up with ever-evolving workforce to get an upper hand in the competitive market at any time. And again, that, that suits well with the, the flexibility um, delivery of our programs and our, our content suits well for a working individual, you know, somebody that needs or wants that promotion or, you know, um, for whatever reason, right? They looked at um, everything's evolving. So I don't know where else I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to let Whale take it. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good time to throw us a whale in. <laughs> well, we, we, we offer many different programs. Um, we primarily focus on business, health, human service, and technology programs. A lot of our programs are actually First Nations specific. So they prepare students to work jobs that you won't find anywhere else other than First Nation communities. And I think that really sets us apart as well. Um, do, you, do you have anything else to, to add about our programs, Gail? Or? Um, yeah, basically, like the we, we try to keep up to speed with what's going on in the need in the in the market for the work workforce, right? Um, and what uh, I mean, like I mentioned, I I referenced BSW before earlier because like that's just been that was crazy even pre-pandemic. And, you know, there's such a huge workforce. I pulled out some stats yesterday and almost on a daily basis, we're looking at like in the tens of thousands of job postings for PSWs just in Ontario alone, like still every day, um, you know. So we try to keep up to speed with what's going on and what the demand is. And what we do is um, we can offer on-demand, as Waylon said, we offer, you know, on-demand education and training to meet those demands, right? Instead of having to wait for cohorts to start or for the beginning of the semester. I just have a, have a question. Um, maybe it's just on eligibility for these programs. What are some of the general requirements um, for someone to apply for these programs? Is it age-based or what does that look like? Well, it's... Um... And typically the prerequisites are would be the same as, as the standard prerequisite at any institution. Prerequisites are really only set forth so that we're confident that the student is gonna like their comprehension levels are are good enough to understand the program content, right? So it would be relative to that. So typically it is a grade 12 or equivalent. We do offer a mature student test as well. You know, and sometimes I'm not a big fan of the way that tests are rolled out because I find in my experience working with students, there's a lot of um, anxiety attached to the word test and exam, right? You know, like people know the knowledge, right? But when they're presented with a test or an exam, they, they freeze, right? You know, and I've seen that before. So often to... If by chance we run across students, and we work with the students right from the get-go on getting what they need and making sure, being confident that 
you know, they're not wasting their money. They're not, we're not setting them up to, to you know, fall flat in their butts, right? Um, we want to see them succeed. So we work right from the right from the onset. We work with them and see if okay, if they've got their grade 12, we've got everything good, great, and good to go, but not everyone is, right? That's where often GLA comes in. <laughs> you know, and a little bit of work, a couple of weeks work with GLA and they're good to go. We're definitely happy we could help. So you mentioned money. What are the costs to uh, register with NETC? Well, the registration cost for administration purposes is $100. Um, now, there is no upfront cost, right? Like we take, um, you don't have to, um, like some institutions I've encountered, they won't even process your registration, your application without registration fee. Ours is all inclusive, right? It's included in the cost of registration. We're not going to take your $100 until we know that, you know, you're going to be accepted into the program. There is, however, for a mature student test, a $100 fee to administer that. Um, for the, as I mentioned, that, that everything is all inclusive. Um, as of yet, currently, NHC is not administering OSAP. We've been sitting on the fence for a while. We think we're considering actually rolling it out. Um, it's, it's a lot of red tape in doing so, right? And it, it it takes, it's, it's a pretty heavy program to run internally. So we're considering that. So that might be something for the future. But for now, what we have been doing is we work with students. There's a lot of other funding options available, um, especially when we work with First Nation and Indigenous uh, There's the ISEP programs, employment and training, band office, post funding, second career. Sometimes W's kick in, right? So there's also two tribal council funding. There's different other agencies and organizations that offer funding. Um, we've also, in the past, um, quite often we'll work with students. If we know of employers in the community, we'll work and match them up with that employer, right? So that the employer can tap into the uh, Canada Ontario job grant. Right. And hiring them, we've got quite a we've got quite a few um, employer partnerships going on. They reach out to us when they need somebody. We match them up with a student, and they sponsor the student, and they get reimbursed through this grant program. So there are a lot of um, different tools that we use to help students with the funding. Right, it depends on, I guess, the, the, the individual. Right, and the circumstances said, if all else fails, we do offer um, an interest-free, reasonable payment that's interest-free for up to two years. Wow. Another point for uniqueness for you guys. That's something that you don't see in, you know, your average colleges. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely you can definitely see there's a theme, right? In terms of your program being very learner-centered, and it it just even starts with how the program's set up with ongoing registrations and not being semestered. And as we've been talking so far this morning and, I, and I'm listening, I'm writing notes and it, it just seems to be a, a very familiar message. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, are, are upskilling and, you know, maybe changing careers and things like that, but maybe that traditional mainstream school system that they went through didn't really work for them. But from what I'm hearing from your program is that you guys seem to be a little bit more adaptable, a little bit more focused on the learner and what they need. And, you know, just finding any way that you can to get them through the program, 
uh, seamlessly and into the workforce working and just trying to take away a lot of that stress and anxiety, as you mentioned about test taking and things like that, right? Having strategies and in place to make people feel comfortable, which is super important. I think that's what's needed, you know, too, too often um, students are, you know, kind of herded through programs and, um, you know, kind of left on their own and, you know, giving them the one-on-one attention and it's needed. Everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. And that's another thing that our programs offer and it accommodates is the different learning styles. You know, they're not buckled into a classroom of 20, 30 people with all, you know, you know, six, 10 different learning styles within the classroom, right? Um, everyone's on a one-on-one individual basis and everybody's got different needs and different aspirations and different personal commitments. And that's what we try to do is work around so that everybody finds success. We can really appreciate that recognition and that support and so forth. Um, do you have any sort of formal supports for people with special needs? Not formally. We do, as they come up, we deal with them um, as a you know individual basis. As they come up, we address them. We haven't had any that we haven't been able to overcome. The more, um, I guess, the more typical one that we would get is uh, text to speech. Mm-hmm. You know, people with um, um, reading disabilities or sight disabilities, um, all of our platforms accommodate that, right? They all offer those, um, um, the text-to-speech. I think periodically we've had, Waylon, you might be able to help me on this one. I think periodically we've had people with um, maybe some issues on um, um, looking at screens for a while. And haven't we sent them some filters or something like that in the past? We, we, we have, you know, we've, I, I don't want to say been th- those types of individuals in our, in our programs. Um, working on accessibility is, is a goal that we're, we're, we're pressing towards. We, we, we do have a lot of work to do. However, um, in, in the case that we, we need to accommodate a student with, with diverse needs, we, we are prepared to do that with our, our current faculty and staff. So it's just, it's just something we, we deal with on a case by case basis. However, we, you know, we, we, we got some work to do. So we're, we're always continuously improving um, what we're doing and how we do it. We don't have, I don't think we have like an absolute set structure or policy in place, but I don't think we've had a student that, that I'm aware of that we haven't been able to accommodate, right? We always encourage um, right from the get-go because it is online. We encourage communication between you know, us and the faculty and students um you know to try and um to try and grab any frustrate any future frustrations before they start to grow and build and grow and you know discouragement and things like that so we try to we try to nip them right at the bud and we encourage right from the get-go you know we remind them that it is online we don't know that you're sitting there struggling you gotta let us know right and if there's anything you're not understanding or you need um help with something or something advice we can help you with you have to let us know right gail you don't have like a crystal ball or anything you can't <laughs> read into the future i need some lotto 649 numbers like right? <laughs> wow um 
Do you two have any success stories to share with us? Is there like a standout sort of example in your mind that kind of gives you those warm fuzzies that makes you think like, wow, what we do here is awesome? Do we've got quite a few of them actually. There's there's one when you say one the one that stands out. There's one in particular that stands out. She was taking the HR, I think it was the HR management, and um, she was having a tough time. Uh, she had to leave work to take it. She was taking the program for a job promotion, um, but she couldn't do both. Um, her funding was they covered her program costs only. Right, where a lot of different funding were also helping the cost of living. So she didn't really have anything. One of the things, another thing we help our students with is um, student work, right? So bursary, scholarships, grants. Uh, we try to keep up the speed with what's going on in that, uh, you know, in that world. And um, we lay out everything we know and different types of tricks and tips <laughs> on how to, you know, on, on how to tackle that. Uh, we know that uh, there's typically over $16 million a year that goes unused in that market because pretty much lack of application. So this one particular uh, HR management student, she, this was about two years ago, you know, um, she used to call and she, you know, she chatted and you know, I became really fond of her she chatted so much. So I, I shared some of these student award things with her and she did it and she was, and she followed Within the first month of her program starting, actually before her program even started, she got, I think it was $1,500 and she was ecstatic. She had to call me about it. I love hearing these stories. Within the first month of her program starting, she called me back and she had $20,000, right? From these student awards, right? Three months into her program, she had $30,000, right? Because she kept it. She kept and it was it really what we've compiled is um, kind of a method in attack in approaching these student board applications that only takes about half a day a month, right? So she was doing this and she was just through the roof, roof ecstatic. And she graduated um, last year and she got her job promotion and she's a super happy camper. She's doing great. That's amazing. I love those stories. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really rewarding. I love hearing those two. And then we love hearing from the students eh? because we don't get to see them face to face. So when they call us, even just to let us know how they're doing or just to say hi, it really makes our day. Awesome. Waylon, do you have one? Um, I, I can't think of anything um, specifically <laughs> that, that I'd like to share, um, Diane, but I, I think it's important to note that a lot of our students are, they're, they're working adults with families. So to you know, to, to hold down a full-time job, to to ultimately support your family and your loved ones while, while attending post-secondary, um, while attending college, right? It, it's a it's a big challenge to overcome, you know, balancing your, your work, school, and, and your family life. And at the end of the day, you're so determined to, to do what you want to do. And to, to see these students get through the program, um, in my opinion, is, is success. So it's something we see on a weekly basis, you know, just adults overcoming challenges of, of just life in general to, to attain their, their academic goals is, is success. Yeah, that's big on well. Um, on, the, on that note, too, like just because we do have a lot of success stories, unlike a lot of mainstream institutions as well, we maintain uh, an average, I guess, because of our academic freedom. We maintain an average of 80 to 90% graduation employment rate. 
which is quite high in comparison. That's really high. That's amazing. So um, what advice do you have for people who might be potential learners? Like the people who are reluctant about pursuing new education or career change or whatever might bring them to you? So Waylon and I were talking about this yesterday. We were just going over a few things. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think people would be surprised at the outcomes if they just take the first step. You know, that they're not alone, right? Even though, you know, I think there's a misconception with online learning. Um, you know, they think that they are alone and they're not, right? They have a huge support team rooting for them and, you know, trying to to take out all the bumps and and, um, you know, just take the first step, even if it's something you're just considering. Again, communication. Call us, email us, go on our website, go on Facebook. You know, just reach out, right? Take that first step to reach out. You know, at least start the conversation, start the discussion. You know, we, we ask a lot of questions, find out what their needs are, right? What the individual situation, what's your needs, what's your goals, what's your aspirations. Even a lot of times people don't even know what they want to do. They just know they want to do something. They're sick of the same old, same old. They will reach out, you know, let's find out, you know, what are your skills? What are your strengths? You know, what are your passions? What do you want to do? You know, nothing changes and nothing changes, right? So just take that first step and, and reach out. Like another thing that I use, I've always used GLA for too, another um, great tool is, you know, we, we do not everywhere. They're not, people are not alone thinking that, um, you know, I want to do something, but I don't know what I want to do. Um, be surprised how many people are like that. And that's another thing is that the, the vast variety of different content that GLA has. It's like, well, try this. See if you like this. <laughs> if you don't know, well, I'm sure it was great. It didn't waste anything. You know, okay, try this one then maybe. And eventually, typically, not a, more than that, 10 times, people hit something and they say, wow, I'd like to know more about that. This is what I want to do. You know, well, let's get you into a you know, more extensive program. That time, right? Yeah, and the advantage of referring them to us for that type of stuff is that we have a lot of courses that are fair. We call them micro courses. So they'll be independent. They're in the Moodle platform. We have a variety of different topics. A lot of them are special interest and so forth. So that they're that perfect little taste. Yeah. Um, into a new career or skill and so forth. There's a couple of them that were really, really proud of and they're free of charge. So it really, it's it's very, very little time to sort of explore this new topic. Uh, we Sometimes we have courses we can bridge people into and sometimes uh, we rely on partnerships such as the ones that we have with you and other organizations and so forth where we can be like, oh, you're really interested in this. X, Y, and Z organization have, you know, something that's a little bit more next level, you may want to explore it and so forth. Uh, say somebody takes our office administration essential skills and they're like, you know what, I think that I would feel really at home in an office. We could say, you know what, maybe you want to go and talk to NETC and take a look at what kind of certifications and accreditations that they might have. So we are... We're, we kind of pride ourselves on being that organization, the nothing to lose organization, the, the, the free of charge, not too, too much time or commitment and tons of potential for benefits. So um, we're really, really happy 
to have relationships with you and uh, other organizations like yours, Gail, for getting that word out there and for helping us help you as well, because we could be that first step for a lot of people who are worried that they're not at a college level yet. And I think that another really, really cool thing about your program is with the continuous intake and with you guys asking those questions and having all of those really, really good supports and being so learner centric, I think what it does is it kind of demystifies college a little bit. A lot of people assume they're not at a college level and they really are because they kind of misunderstand what the college level is. And I think that the approach that you've told us about today and that Waylon has uh, told us about today is really beneficial for people who might not understand the potential that they actually have and they may not realize that they are college level people. I think that you're you're a real benefit to the community because of that. Thank you, Diane. You, I think you've nailed it too. You know, a lot of people, for whatever reasons, a lot of people, their their self confidence or self esteem has been shot down for whatever reasons too. You know, thing with you know, and thinking, and then also too thinking along the lines of what we've been conditioned to think post secondary education is. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're a little bit outside of that box. You know, yes, we still, you know, we still have a ministry to report to and we still have, you know, but we, you know, we try to work within those confines, you know, as much as we can for the student and the student success. And um, yeah, like you, you, you never know unless you reach out. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Was, uh, at some point, you got to dip your toe in the water if you want to go for a swim. So that's right. So how do folks get registered or, uh, you know, reach out to you for more information? Um, we uh, we have a website. Uh, NativeTC.com is our website. Our number is on there. Our email is on there. Um, if you click on a program, every program has a registration link on it, right? The registration comes directly to our admissions office. And then we reach out, right? We respond and we just respond within a day. Or you can call us, you can email us, we're on Facebook, you can shoot us a message there. Uh, we respond pretty quickly. You know, even if uh, you just reach out and say, I want to do something, I wonder what I want to do. It's great if you already do, but, you know, it's probably about 50% of people that, that one of their barriers is that they don't know what they want to do. Well, let's find out. <laughs> Amazing. Does anybody have any final thoughts uh, before we uh, start wrapping up for the day? Uh, just th- thanks for your time, Diane and Warren. We, we appreciate you having us out today. Much appreciated. And thank you so much. We thank you both very much um, for joining us, for taking the time and telling us about your program. Yes. Thank you, Diane and Warren, both. Um, I also, too, wanted to mention, uh, I realized that you guys have just passed your um, first year anniversary on this podcast. A huge shout out. Congratulations on that. And um, happy birthday to you, Warren. Uh, thanks. Yeah, no, it, it was really good having you guys on. It's, uh, you know, Diane and I feel it's very important to share a lot of, um, you know, programs. And there's a lot of information that's out there. And I think people, um, need to take those first steps and sometimes we have to guide them a little bit uh, to take those steps and you know learn about other programs that are out there and you know even to your point gail like 
there's people that don't know what they want to do. And sometimes people attach maybe even like an age requirement. Well, if you don't know what you want to do by the time you're 25, like you're in trouble kind of thing. And that's not how it works. So um, I, I really like, and it's just resonated with me today, how um, supportive and open that your program is. Um, and, I, and I don't think people really understand how important that is. So kudos to you guys. And it's going to be an exciting year and lots of uh, great initiatives uh, that are coming up. So thank you both. Thanks, Warren. Yeah. For having us. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. If anybody has any uh, feedback or questions or even a podcast idea that they want to float to us, you can reach out to us. Email me, diane at shlc.ca. That's D-I-A-N-E at shlc.ca. I would love to hear some feedback and questions from you. Um, one other thing that I would like to say is that we tried something a little bit different. We just had a sharing circle last week and, uh, it was fantastic. Big shout out to classic roots for joining us and for giving a wonderful presentation and, uh, actually gracing us with a wonderful live DJ set where he featured some of his powwow techno music. Uh, so because it was such an audible experience, we were actually able to pull that live set as well as his question period and uh, his share. And we've actually added that as bonus content to the Plugged In with Diane Warren streaming channel. So if you've missed that or you just loved the experience and you want to experience it again, um, you can look for that bonus content on our pages, on our streaming channels, and it is actually linked on our Facebook as well. So we want to actually give a big, big thanks to Classic Roots for allowing us to do that and kind of experimenting with getting our sharing circles out there uh, in a different way. Good Learning Anywhere's live classes are actually going to be on break for the summer, but our independent courses are still going strong. Those are courses in the Edmentum, Moodle, and Spellzone platforms. So if you want some more information about those, you can feel free to look at our website, goodlearninganywhere.com, or you can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at shlc.ca for more information on how to get registered. We have a very expansive catalog, way too many courses to name, but we do have some new ones that I think that would be really, really interesting for people coming up in the summer months. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about podcasting and content creation, Raising Our Voices and Introduction to Podcasting is available in Moodle. Uh, if you are looking for some good ways to get outside and get healthy, check out our Healthy Living, the Benefits of Outdoors course. That one uh, talks a great deal about getting outside and the mental health and physical health benefits that can uh, come from that. We also have a brand new language course, Anishina Bemowin for the Workplace is going to be launching in a couple of weeks. Uh, so that is sort of a next level jump off of our Anishina Bemowin Basics course. Um, so again, reach out to us for more information on those if you are interested. Uh, and as always, please like and follow us on Facebook to stay up to date on news and events. And remember to hit those subscribe or favorite buttons on your podcast streaming platform of choice so you never miss an episode of Plugged In with Di and Warren. Uh, Warren, did I cover it all? Was there anything else you wanted to say? Oh, you were cutting out, Di. Can you repeat all that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, no, it sounds great. No, I think... 
I think we've got it all covered. It's been uh, it's been a busy month. It's been a busy year, but uh, no, we've got a lot of uh, great things to look forward to, and we appreciate everyone's support. And uh, you know, certainly keep in touch, and, and we'll we'll be in touch with everyone soon. Absolutely. And uh, as one final thing, happy Pride, happy Indigenous History Month, and coming up on the uh, on the nineteenth, um, happy Juneteenth to. Uh, to all of our friends who are celebrating the emancipation in the United States and um, just keep on keeping on everybody. Stay safe, stay happy, have a wonderful summer. We will be back in about a month with another episode. <laughs>